Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Half Tour Fantasy Podcast, episode 45. I'm your host, Peter. Join this week as usual by Tom. How are you, Tom? I'm good, Peter. How are you? Not too bad. And good, how are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Okay, guys, this one will not be a long one. It's basically like an end-of-season kind of podcast review for the FPL. So if you have your Scottish content, thanks for downloading. You'll probably have to turn off now because we're not talking about the Scottish game. So we'll go into how we finished up, right? So end of the season, I finished on two, four, one, four points, which is my highest point to other. And I finished on 67,082, right now. Again, my highest rank ever. So I was pretty pleased with that. Now my target will be next year to maybe try to break into top 50, I think. I think the game's getting harder every year to get higher and higher and higher. I think like, I think someone was saying like the top 10, the top 10k now was like the top 100k or, no, the top 100k now was like the top 10k five years ago. That's what they were worried about. It's getting harder and harder with so much content out there. But anyway, on to Tom. Tom finished with 2435. Overall rank 43. Four five nine, Tom. Was that your highest point total? No, second best. And second best rank as well. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, what's your thoughts on your overall and what's the plans for next year? Um, my overall rank. I can't be disappointed because I probably would have bit your hand off for this a few weeks ago, but I really wanted to get my best score ever. And I think if I if I'd got in Manny rather than Firmino, I think I probably would have achieved that. But it's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes. Uh, goal for next year. My last four years, I've had one top hundred k and three top fifty k. So I want to try and keep in the fifty top fifty k mark. And a couple of you, Gunnar. Last but not least, two five five seven points and overall nine five nine. So a one k in our midst. So I think you're happy with that, Gunnar. You want to talk us through your thoughts and your plans for next year or achieves for next year. Yeah, just about made it in the top 1K. I was, was bricking it there just uh, last game week. I, like the last two game weeks, I think, um, was two red arrows in, in a row. And then game week 38, I wasn't sure if I'm going to stay in the top 1K. But when I seen it uh, updated on, on Life FPL, I was absolutely happy with it. Like considering where I was two weeks ago, it, it could have been uh, a little better. But now like haven't thought about it uh, obviously top 1k finish i'm absolutely going to take that that's going to be the aim for next season as well it's going to be even harder than i was this this season i, I think i can pinpoint uh what went wrong i had a lot of premiums in my midfield and then i i think i decided to go differential too early just a couple of weeks too early and then i couldn't go back to my 
midfield heavy team that I had with, with all the big hitters and and then I think Son performed and then I was doing like the hokey coke with Son and, and Bruno and didn't really like follow through so I, I definitely low like where I, I fell fell away and um, I'll, what I've learned as well I think I think you could say like boring is good so I, I think in, in previous years I've I've too early deviated from like the template and just like differential captains in game week 10 or whatever and that that just i don't like for a high overall that that isn't really the way to go like the, like if that doesn't come off you're straight away you're chasing and i think it makes more sense to be with the pack for as long as you can and then in the running if, if you go with differential there that makes more sense. Like for me, it would have been enough just to pick a differential captain in game week 38. And I would have probably finished in a like top 500 or something. Uh, I'll definitely pick three Liverpool players again next season for, for duration of the season. I had that for like 30 game weeks, I think. And then Jota got injured. Uh, and from then on, I only had the, the two Liverpool players. And uh, yeah, if they perform, like I think they will, I'll have three of them again. Uh, just for the full season, I, I carried Trent through most of the season and then, well, he didn't perform always, but it also meant I had pretty much all his hauls uh, when he when he got them. So that was always a nice differential and just having Bruno and Salah for most of the season, that really helped as well, just from the get-go and uh, having them until the end. Okay, and depth and detail. Uh, what I'd learned is I need to, I'm going to write things down actually myself, before next season starts, but I don't know, maybe three or four. I looked through my transfers that were knee jerk transfers, it made no much sense. And uh, that could have been four. I think one of them was for the hit, I believe maybe two of them was for hit, so that's eight points. I mean, that could have took my rank up a hell of a lot more. I'm going to have to maybe just slow down sometimes and just go, I'm not going to do the transfer to sleep on it. And like you said, We'll get to that when we get to the other bit, actually. First of all, right, so we haven't done an average for a while, so that we haven't actually done a point total for four weeks, for four game weeks. So the average for the last four weeks of the game was 83, 38, 43, and 49 for a combined point total of 213. And we got individually was 138 for me, 46, 50, 63 for 297. Guru, you had 133, 55, 30, and 57 for 283. And Tom had 134, 70, 63, 46 for 313. So you can even see there, Gunnar. I know it's an you won overall with the four of the last four game weeks. You were third there. And that's yeah. when you maybe slightly dropped off. You know, but you can identify that yourself. You any add to that, Tom, before we move on? I just learning points for me. I didn't mention them before. Um I looked all the way back at my game week one team when I noticed my game week one team I had Havertz and Werner. And I remember on the build-up to the start of the season. A lot of other podcasts and sort of the build-up to the season, it's always don't ever buy premium players that are new to the league. They always take time to bed in. And we know we have it. And Werner didn't really bed in at all this season. But I decided to go against the grade and take the gamble and it never paid off. So I've learned that this year. Um, I also played my wild card between game week two and three, which again was a bad idea because I ended up getting rid of a lot of like the Southampton players that then went on to perform well. Like um, She Adams, uh, Ward Pros, those kind of guys. I got rid of them at the start before they really kind of kicked off. So two games is just such a small sample size for the for the data. It's, it's probably too early to play a wild card and make it effective. 
And uh, the last thing was, even though there's a lot of content out there, you've got to do what's right for you. Um, with myself, I held on to the free hit until the last blank game week because I was looking at my team and I was comparing it to sort of free hit drafts when you're watching like podcasts and YouTube videos. I was comparing my team to the free hit draft. And if I played my free hit at the same time, I was only really playing my free hit for a few cheapo or a few punty players. The core of my team was pretty much the same as the free hit team. Um, so I held off and I think that kind of propelled me to my final rank. I played it in game week 36 and got a big boost and don't don't just go with the flow all the time. You've got to kind of think for yourself. Yep, on that I'd say as well, there's so much content in there. I think we just your best listen and then for a couple of weeks and then deciding who you whose opinion you trust or who do you like better and we stick to be three or four podcasts and that's a max, I think. I think I listen quite a lot at the start, but I've narrowed down to three or four podcasts. And even at that, I don't listen to them all every week. I was listening to them every week if I didn't have time. I was listening to certain ones. And obviously, we've got the added bonus we're doing this with each other. So we get to bounce ideas off and listen to things. So that helps. But the same again, for example, you listen to maybe the General's podcast. He's always good soundboard because he might not always come off, but he's got a good... His thinking and his logic makes sense so why he's doing things. So mm-hmm. it's things like that. Uh, what else I think changes? No... I think I went too early as well. I went in week four of my wild card. I don't think I, I don't think I can have, as I look back, it didn't really didn't pay off, didn't go nuts. I can I stayed I stayed similar. But I mean it's, you said there about bringing heavy from I look at my my first week team as well. I had Robertson and, and uh, Trent at the back. I remember obviously at the start, well probably leaking for fun. Mm-hmm. But brought Trent in back near the end as he picked as he picked up again, I think maybe ten game weeks out. Love me game weeks out. I think I had him in, and he obviously did a couple of good hauls in there as well. So it's just it's been a quite intensive season. I think with all the COVID thing, I'd hope next year to go back to having games on the same day. None of this kind of staggered things. I think it was more fun. That last day was was so much more better watching it when you're seeing the points yeah. flying and that. I like I liked that better. That was like the old style. And obviously, I won my money league game, which was my main. So <laughs> Pedro was going for Fiona next year. <laughs> Right, so just a couple of, wee, a wee couple of talking points before we get to a quiz and that will be wrapped up. So during the season, what was your most fun players to own? I'll give you a couple of examples for I've got to use. So like, I liked having bantered for long spells because people would come off them all the time. And I felt every time somebody was coming off them, I kept them in. The amount of times bantered returned and hauled. Not hauled, maybe two attack returns, which is really good to have that because that was a real good differential for certain parts of the season. Uh, Lingard, when he became... Hot property. I believe I checked. I got on him after his first. I think he hauled the first week, and then he kind of was quiet one week, and then he had maybe seven or eight returns out of nine. And I think I got him on right after the second week, so I get majority of his returns. Uh, Rafinha, I think. I mean, I didn't go on him at the start, but I think he's just a pleasure to have your team because he seems to be involved in other. And I'd like to see where he ends up next year. I don't know if he'll be at Leeds and how that's going to work out price wise because I think he'd be interesting. And Gundogan, obviously, up from Man City. He was the one that was a uh, cheap. And I got him. I remember going on at the start because I listened to a podcast. And I believe it was Black Box. I had a guest on. That I could be completely wrong. And how was talking was talking about uh, his, his potential, his XG. It was coming, it was coming, it was coming. And I actually went, no, what? He's probably right. Because I think he's when I watched him play well. So I got on him right at the start as well. And that was quite good having that before the deals jumped on the bandwagon. So I'll come to you, Tom. Who was your most favourite and fun players doing this season? Um. For me, the best one was probably John Stones. 
In double game week, he managed to get two clean sheets, score a goal, and gave us a grand total of 27 points, which really propelled, him as well. he, he really propelled me. And he scored a few on a few occasions after that as well. That was double game week 19, then double game week... No, just sorry, just game week 26, he got 10 points, another doubler. And then game week 28, he got 14 points. So a lot of people were kind of coming off stones. They were getting a bit worried about the rotation, Pep Roulette, Man City. And I kind of held strong with stones because I kind of thought Pep kind of seen something in him. And he was he was, um, he was was a bit dangerous in front of goal as well. So I enjoyed owning him. Uh, Harrison was a good one for me because before the kind of Rafinha hype train started, I was on Harrison and he managed to bang in a few goals, which was a nice differential for me as well. So I quite enjoyed owning him. And the last one was probably Cresswell. He was chipping in quite a bit. West Ham went through a good run, a good few clean sheets. And generally, if he didn't get a clean sheet, he would get an assist. So he was a good returner for me as well. And again, I don't think he was that highly owned. So I think he ended up being quite one of the highest scoring defenders. Good on yourself. Most fun players you had in this during this season? Yeah, my list is very similar to, compared to what you guys have. Obviously, the likes of Gundogan, Stones, um, maybe something else that I've picked out. So I've owned James Justin for a while uh, this season. I've had a look back through the game weeks, like game week 22, got 15 points out of him. Um, there was a couple more weeks where he's uh, picked up a clean sheet and maybe got a goal and an assist. Um, having Salah for, for all of the season and always having him there as a captain option and more often than not delivering. Um, oh, and who I've had that coincides with like Tom picking uh, maybe Werner and Havertz at the start of the season. I had Werner for a long time before the season kicked off, just tinkering my game week one team. And then I've decided to go with Vardy instead. And so I had all, all the glory of his penalties there in the first five to six weeks. I, I enjoyed the, the, like the meltdown on Twitter of like, oh, you know, just predicting penalties is no fun in FPL. But for <laughs> me, just getting all these penalty points was absolutely fantastic. So I, I enjoyed Jamie Vardy's penalties. <laughs> Right, and next is who was the most frustrating players to own? I've got two here. Kieran Tierney. Injuries. All things he looks great in the eye. I think I brought him in twice this season and twice this season injured. So I'll not touch him until his legs are made of steel rather than Weetabix. And Gareth Bale. I think I got him for one haul and other twice he was benched, so didn't didn't play. So another player that looked good when he he did go nuts, but I think it was for his price and it did very rarely returned for, for me anyway, so they were frustrating to him. I'll come to you first, Gura. I had Gareth Bale on my list as well. I don't think I've even got a haul from him. I've, I was always on him when he didn't play or just like got me a point or two. I started the season with uh, Aaron Ramsdale for Sheffield United because I thought he, he'd be just... Yeah, continuing where Dean Henderson left Sheffield United, but that, well, that didn't work out. Calvert-Lewin, I had him, I think, started a season where he did perform. And then I had him, I, got, I transferred him out and brought him back twice. And I don't think I've got any points from that. At, this, at the end of the season now, I went for him against Sheffield United instead of like someone like Antonio or Bamford. Um, that seen me drop as well. And who else didn't I enjoy? VAR and the, the randomness of assigning assists. To Bruno Fernandez, I didn't was, enjoy that either. Seen the game? <laughs> <laughs> Twenty million, probably. Yeah, same as Haaland next season. Ooh. And Tom, uh, for me, it was probably Dallas, just because he was such a rank killer. I didn't own him for 
I think I maybe owned them for one game week. I maybe had them in my free hit, but other than that, I didn't really own them for the entirety of the season. So I don't know why, because a defender playing out of position and he did bang in a few goals and get a few assists. So um, I think there was always just something else needing to be done in the team. And the same would apply for Suchek as well. A lot of people had him at the start of the season. He had them. Um, he just kept banging in the goals. I think it was heading them in like nobody's business. And I just kind of felt up. There's no way he'll keep it up. There's no way he'll keep it up. And um, he killed me a few times. So it was two for me. Okay. And next up, I know it's early days. Is it any teams you're thinking of targeting next season, Tom? Um, until the final game week of the season, I was thinking I'll probably stick with Rudiger next season just because Chelsea were... Once uh, Tuchel came in, they were pretty solid at the back. They were, they were always really good for a clean sheet. Um, I think, depending on the price of the Leeds guys, I'd, I'd probably consider having a Leeds triple up if they can manage to retain that squad. What about, I think that's what about Bielsa, but if he stays, that'd be the good. If, yeah. If he's there, I mean. And just see how they strengthen in the summer as well. Because, I mean, considering they're just promoted, they, they ended the season well in a good position. Kind of did what Wolves did a few seasons ago. Uh, under Nuno. Um, thank you, else. I'd maybe consider Martinez as well, if he's still at Villa. He was the best value player last season, as we found out last week in the quiz. Um, if maybe the defence in front of him can strengthen, then he would be a really good goalkeeper option. But again, usually a good goalkeeper tends to jump up in price a little bit. We looked at the price of Pope at the start of this season, 55 starting to get a bit pricey and obviously he's had previous decent seasons with Burnley they were very defensive but this season not so much so uh, it all depends on the price really Same question you're going to When you said targeting I thought uh, which fixtures am I going to target and I'm definitely <laughs> going to target the promoted teams uh, I've seen a tweet earlier all three promoted teams have at least conceded three goals uh, in game week one so that was what it was this season. Um, I'm definitely, well, the big hitters, obviously Salah, Bruno, Kane, they'll probably be the first on my team sheet. And whoever plays Norwich, their, like, their striker is going to be in my team as well. See, I, 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 me, I think, I think Man United could be looking good. I always think we've got them to play well. I don't think we some decent strength players for the summer, so I think that might be a good target. Other pool for fully fit, if if they all stay around and Klopp stays around, maybe. Anything else to think? Whether Kane ends up, I mean, see if Kane, if Kane ends up in Man City, I mean, that's just going to be, or everybody's going to be having because you can imagine Kane in Man City's team with the amount of players pinging through him. And I know he's, he's Pep Roulette, but surely to God, Kane would be pretty much bulletproof for 90% of the games with Pep. Watch that coming back and beating his ass, but you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm trying anything else. I mean, teams coming up, but going to say that. It's all you always could do kind of target fixers. Of course, you target fixers, but Leeds, I like if Bielsa hangs about and he adds players, like Thomas said, I think we're meant to see where Leeds are next year. Interesting. I think it's stronger because they'll be stronger in the league. And I'm thinking I'll still be avoiding teams like Everton and Arsenal as it stands because I don't see, unless you go out there and what break down barn doors and bring players in your next didn't expect to bring I can't seem to get any better. I've been been too up and down over the space of the season. Anything else after that guys for moving on to the quiz? 
Nope, happy with that. I know you've been waiting for this quiz. This hmm. quiz is called Cheap and Nasty. So basically it is, I want you to name players who have got over 100 points but cost 4.9 million or less. So all teams know players who have cost that money. So basically, if you get the point, if you get the answer, then you get a point. If you don't get it, the other person gets a chance, vice versa. Some teams have got a couple of players, so you get a chance to name as many as you want. I'll tell you how many players there is when it gets to that team. So it doesn't really matter who goes first or second because the way it works out, it works out roughly the same. There's going to be a guy you get a chance having three picks, somebody's chance to get three picks. Who went first last time? Can you remember? Was it Gunnar or Tom? I think we had Tom go first. Right, okay, Tom. Arsenal, one player. Uh, Emil Smith-Rowe. Wrong. Gunnar? Saka. No, Wrong. holding. You let him have that, Tom? I'll let him have it, yeah. <laughs> Rowe on, first answer's got it. <laughs> right. So that's one point. That was a close one. Right, so now it is Gunnar. Villa, one player. Oh, Martinez, he's over five million. Eh? It's it's the price at the end of the season, yeah. I say no, yep. Um, El El Ghazi, maybe. Nope, Tom. Uh, Matt Target. No, Konza. Konza. I was going between the two. Right, back to back to you, Tom. Three players this time, Brighton. Prices that they are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sanchez, the goalkeeper. That's one. Or oh, do I have to say all three? Oh, you get a point, but you can go for free if you don't get them in, in then uh, good a chance to come in. Right, okay. Um Danny Welbeck. Nope. One more guess. One more. Uh, Vestergaard, defender? No. Hey, Gunnar, have you got two guesses? I've not really looked at Brighton at all. Um, I'm going to go Dan Byrne and Ben White. Ben White's correct. Gunnar, for a point. Tom, you should have got this one. He's in your team for the last so many weeks. Dunk. Dunk's down to 4.8, end of the game. Oh, it's 4.9, isn't it? I'm thinking of 4.5, please. Right, so... Over at you, Burnley, two players. Um, Loughton. Yes. And I can't even name a second Burnley player. Uh, oh, Mate Vidra. No. Hmm. Tom? Good Munderson. Then me. Right, who going now? Back to Tom. Tom. Chelsea, one player. Rudiger? No. He's over 4.9 now. Is he? Mm-hmm. I bought him when he was 4.5, that's why. I didn't he think got... he'd risen as much. Good, I guess. I'd have thought Rudiger too. 
Uh, no, because he's not. I don't know, he's under five million. You're right, but he's not got over hundred points. That's why. Aye. Um, um, Christensen. No. The answer is Jorginho. I eat all his penals. Okay. Gura, I'm lost in track. Gura, Crystal Palace, one player. Is Benteke under five million? Ah, he's never he's never scored a hundred points though. Like how, like how, like how words are is Benteke without saying guessing Benteke. <laughs> well, my guess is gonna be Benteke. No, Tom. Hmm. Uh, Townsend. No, the answer is Guetta, the goalkeeper. Of course. Tom Everton, one player. Mason Holgate. Gunnar. Uh, Seamus Coleman. No. Pickford. Maybe he's not picking goalkeepers. Maybe. Right, who was that last one there? That was. Who went there? Sanchez. Yeah. Who, who went first to Freddon? Tom, was you? Uh, you went home. Tom did, yeah. Right, so Gunnar. Fulham, four players. Wow. Ariola. One. Um, 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 um. Mario Lemina. No. Uh, oh, see, I, I had someone there. Uh, uh, Anguissa. No. Okay, one more guess. Uh... Yeah, no. Nothing? No. Conroy family, prepared to steal? Ina? Yes, one. And... The striker with a long name, I can't remember. <laughs> no, I guess. <laughs> that you, no more guesses? Uh, yeah, no more guesses. Other by Ayo and Lookman. Lookman? Yeah, I Lookman. Was that? I thought it was like 5.5. No, he's under 5. Right, Tom, over to you. Leeds, three players. Leeds, three players, 4.9. Um, Strijic, the four million defender. No, no, Messi, the goalkeeper. Yep, one and Luke Ailing. Correct. That's just tied. One, one to go, Gunnar. Um, Alioski. Correct. Gunnar goes back in the lead. Gunnar, Leicester, one player. James Justin. Correct. Tom, my United, one player. Henderson. 
No. ¿Qué no? Hmm. Um. Right, not sure, not one was that. Who else is in the field? Lindelof. Correct. This is Gunnar again, isn't it? Yep. Gunnar, Sheffield United, one player. Ooh, he's got 100 points. Ramsdale, maybe? Correct, Ramsdale. Gunnar's got a three-point lead, Tom. Tom, Spurs, one player. Sanchez. No. Gunnar? Oh, uh, I don't know. Expensive. Is Eric Dyer, maybe? No. The answer is Hoisberg. Oh. Back to Gunnar. West Brom, one player. Uh, Diagne, the striker. No. Tom? Mm. Need this one, Tom. I can't remember the name of the goalkeeper. <laughs> oh. uh, I'll just say Pereira. I know it's not right. Pereira. You were on the right track as well. Johnston, the goalkeeper. Oh, I can't remember his name. Gunnar's got a three point lead with three points to go. So, go you're, you're leading to get your next two right. And then Gurr to get one wrong, you guess it right. And it's your turn, Tom. West Ham, two players. Four nails. Nope. Should check. Nope. Gurr to wrap it up. Two players from West Ham, four point nine million or less as it stands with hundred points this season. Uh, my first pick is Kufal. Correct. And the second pick. Here, your man in midfield is Suchek. Tom I said that. Oh. No idea. Oh, Bona. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. And last one, Gunnar, is for you. Wolves, one player. Connor Cody. Correct. Well done. Gunnar wins 10 4. Yeah, I like a I like a budget defender. <laughs> I thought he was the clock on the early doors. It was all defenders and goalkeepers, apart from maybe one or two outliers. But there we go. Good to be quizzy. Yeah, not bad. I'm great making quizzes. <laughs> right, that is us finished then. So what we're going to do is we're going to wrap up. Obviously, that's what you do when you finished. Next week it will be the two Euro preview shows. Next two weeks, then I believe there's in the Euros. Now we can't guarantee with the podcast. Every week during the Euros, but we'll come back as often as we can and talk over so far. We've got a leak up. You can see it on, I believe me and Gunnar's got it tweeted out. So the, the leak code's on that. We've already got 68. That's not a dig telling you. <laughs> we'll get 68 members already. So I'm quite sure we'll get over 100 for the start north. Uh, do you have you any more thought on it since we talked about last, Gunnar? Players, we'll, strategies? We'll definitely have to have a look at the rules because we spoke about it before with the substitution role. You, like you can have, like it makes sense to have 15 players actually playing 
like so your bench players to be playing as well because then if like on game day one one of your starting 11 hasn't performed i think you get four substitutions that you could then like replace a player with you're then locked in with the player that you've replaced it with but um so maybe the just the overall strategy is a bit different from from the fpl so we should definitely look into the uh into the rules there. And then one thing I've noticed in Germany has just announced their squad. I think Emre Jan, former Liverpool, now Dortmund player. He was usually been called up, uh, usually enlisted as a defender and he's played left back uh, in the past, but he's now been listed as a midfielder, which makes me think uh, Marcel Halsenberg from Leipzig. I think he's going to start left back for Germany and he's only 4.5 million. That's what I've picked out so far. So there you go, and 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 in the German squad for 0.5 million. Tom, anything you found out since the last talk about Europe? No, it's Tom writing that down. Look, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I, I really need to start having a good look at this now that the season's over. I can 100% focus on Euro fantasy, and I'll be coming at you over the next two pods with stats and knowledge. So, we'll stop. so I've got the German player at 4.5. At the back, and Zinchenko playing out of position in midfield for Ukraine. Another one, and last night I found out I believe the Denmark defender 4.5. How to pronounce his name? Is it Kier? Kier? 4.5. And he's on penalties. Oh, so there's another one. There's three. That's a, that's a defense almost set up then. I mean, and then that's just so <laughs> far. But obviously, we've got time to look at these things. There's other podcasts out there and get a bit of content. And with the rules as well, we'll cover it more in detail next week. We'll actually go through the rules, right? But I believe you get a—is it not a free hit? They call it unlimited transfers. Mm-hmm. Did you get a free hit in a wild card? Something like that. Oh, as, far, as far as I know, you well, you get your unlimited transfers after the group stages, no? Right, so that's not a chip. We'll look at it more detail. No. We aren't thinking of, you could set up your team the first week for basically all these fixtures that you see fit. And then you could, if you, I do think you get a wild card. I think you get that the next week to, if you think the fixes are hard again. For example, I mean, Portugal play Hungary first, but then they've got Germany and France next to. Hmm. You're not exactly, you think it'd be a high scoring game, but anything can happen in these kind of Euro stages. But just a chip strategy, the rules of the game, obviously. We've seen the, the captain thing, I think is really important that you'd be, you'd be the best captain in a player that plays in the first game day every time and then take it for there because you can change your captain throughout the, throughout the game day. So at least playing Turkey in the first game. So you get an Italy striker, a midfielder, doesn't doesn't haul, go to the next day. Just things like that. It's obviously got a different way of playing it in the FPL. You just can't set a team up and hope they do well for three weeks. You're going to have to keep your eye on the ball, captain wise and substitution wise. I suppose that's why I've done it because it's a small tournament. That's a way to keep the interest in taking over. Mm-hmm. We will plug it in the time, guys. We'll plug podcasts out there, so we'll cover that. And that is us. So Tom. Give us your plugs before we head off into sunset. I am at FFS underscore scout. Is it underscore? I can't remember anymore. Anyway, hit me up on Twitter. <laughs> End of season vibes there. Gunnar? Yeah, you can still get in touch on the Twitter at Fitball Weekly Pod. That'll probably be changed in the course of this week, though, but I'll be tweeting that out. And then if you retweet that, uh, everybody knows who that random account is showing up in their timeline. What a big reveal. Like a gender uh, reveal. I mean, you pop the balloon. See, I've, I've, just, I've just not made my mind up. Like, it needs to be changed because, like, the podcast doesn't exist anymore. 
So it needs to be changing into something. The plan was to win the German FPL league and then just be like, <laughs> I win fantasy games. Well, that didn't happen. So I need to come up with something else now. Okay. Again, guys, thanks for listening throughout the season. It's been fantastic. We've loved doing it for you. And we'll be here for a couple of weeks yet before during the Euros. So say goodbye, guys. Say goodbye, Tom. Bye-bye. Goodbye, Gunnar. And goodbye. It's goodbye for me. I'm going to get my first vaccine. So I'm not here next week. I'll end up with 5G. Goodbye. <laughs>